Welcome to the Blue Oasis Podcast. This is the podcast for finding peace and prosperity in your life, learning the history of hobbies, as well as making a little side hustle out of your hobbies. If you want to find balance in your life and find peace, this is your show. Get ready. You're listening to the Blue Oasis Podcast. I am your host, Adam Rosty. All right, let's get to the show. Good morning, everyone. I hope you all are doing well. Um, got a lot to say here. Uh, so we are talking today about the MLW and what it is. So the MLW is an organization of wiffle ball. It's a professional organization of wiffle ball. Uh, there is a commissioner who actually plays in it, and uh, and what these kids have done is nothing short of amazing. Now, uh, Daniel and Kyle Schultz are the founders of this organization. Uh, they have a YouTube channel of 275,000 subscribers at the time of this recording. So there is that. Also, there is um, there are eight teams uh, in the MLW, that's Major League Wiffle Ball, and, and they've visited states like Michigan, New York, Oklahoma, Ohio, Illinois, and I think a few others, but I can't name them off the top of my head. Ladies and gentlemen, um, so the thing you should take away from this is that you can do it. You can monetize your passion. And for something such as Wiffle Ball, it, it's nothing short of amazing. And this should be even more evidence that you can do it and you can succeed. So let's talk about the organization itself. Uh, so there are four players to a team. There are eight teams, like I said earlier, and I think it's about maybe uh, like a 75-foot uh, distance from the fence. It does not appear to be long at all. And, you know, and the Oklahoma series that I actually watched, it kind of looked a little bit like Fenway. And that's nice. Uh, so there, so three players take the field with this. Uh there is a strike zone. There's no catcher. If a player fouls the ball into the strike zone, it's it's an out um, or it's strike three or it's a strike rather. And and there are three innings that are played or three or four innings that are played. And uh, there are um, and it and it looks like a baseball field home plate first base, second base, third base, and I don't think there's an, yeah, there's no actual mound in wiffle ball, it's just on a flat surface, and so there is some rubber, um, there's no balking in it, and I'm not sure about stealing, yeah, you can't steal in wiffle ball then if there's no balking, yeah, I'm pretty sure about that, um, yeah, and, uh, to actually get a person out, you can throw the ball at them, but if you miss, you know, you can round first and then just go to second. 
uh, sort of thing, and uh, you'd be uh, safe. Yeah, if the ball hits them when they're on the bag, uh, they're still safe, and tie goes to the runner always. And you can also just get them out traditionally by having one person on the bag and you just throwing the ball to them. So there is that. Um, it's pretty impressive um, for what it is, actually. I mean, they structured it. It looks like something you'd see off of NBC Sports or um, ESPN or ABC or CBS or wherever this would be broadcasted. So... There's that, and it's mostly highlights on YouTube. There isn't a straight game, so they just took the highlights of it. So if you uh, see a strikeout, you know, you get the strikeout, but mostly you roll through the game uh, sort of like a chopped-up version of it with only the good outcome parts and, like, the base hits and the strikeouts and just an overall... Uh, version of what happened so you may get a full at bat at times depending on the pitch count but uh, for most of this you're just going to get the highlights of it and it's still really good for what it is um speaking of monetization they have their own merchandise store they've got uh the They've got hats that they're selling. They got shirts they're selling. They got equipment they're selling, and it's incredible. Um, there are people that are, are actually showing up to the games. I don't know if they're getting any tickets or anything, but it's just. Uh, it, but maybe they are. So, a bit unsure about that. Um, there is. Uh, their prices seem reasonable. I think. Like their hats are like $25 or something, and you can get an official MLW hat as well. Oh man. Uh, so, um, I think it, that these kids are in their early 20s, I'm pretty sure they are. Um, I don't know if they do plan to expand or actually just have a giant tournament, and then just uh, maybe you can actually get. Um, uh, Hulu or something to get in on this, but I don't think wiffle ball is that popular in this country. But, but I mean, th- there are p- still people showing up. I mean, there's like a few dozen who showed up to the Oklahoma series, like 48, 50 people, and and it's incredible. Um, I was actually playing wiffle ball uh, over Fourth of July with my cousin and. Uh, his girlfriend and uh, a friend of ours, and we just enjoyed the heck out of it. Like, I don't like ultimate frisbee, but I'd rather just uh, try and uh, knock a ball like over, you know, the fence or over uh, the other side of the porch um, at my uncle's house and just launch it. You know, that's more fun to me. Um, it's also uh, great for people who aren't uh, the best at baseball um, or just, or they're, it, it, it's a different game, really. Um, the mechanics on it, on these pitches are incredible. And, and believe me, everything you do takes work, whether you're going to monetize this or not. It's like pitching this, pitching a ball, um, 
with th- these sliders and curveballs and even fastballs can I take it these are reaching up to 75 miles an hour and you're trying to hit this with uh like a bat that's about as uh thick as a chair leg a standard chair leg which is like not the um not the uh thickest pieces of wood to hit or in this case it would be plastic and speaking of plastic of course they only um have a plastic wiffle ball bat and a plastic standard wiffle ball with the holes in there and uh it's good so there is that um you can definitely uh just i mean if you do want to start i mean just pick up a wiffle ball uh, bat and a uh, wiffle ball set. I mean, you can just get it at your standard grocery store, actually. Uh, that's pretty um, incredible. Okay, so now we've got... Um, I don't know if I should get to the ads. All right, you know what? Let's get to the ads. So you can uh, now order my basketball novel, Dribbling Freedom, uh, in this novel, it is about uh, an, a 20-something young man named Tim Burke who is in college at the University of Pittsburgh, and he's trying to figure out whether he should be a lawyer or try and pursue the NBA, and uh, along the way, you know, he's trying to finish up his, uh, you know, his law degree, and he does um, do good in... Um, throughout the book and just helps people and uh his and also during this time a football stadium wants to be built and there is some problems with eminent domain so there is that also um if you don't want to read or take or actually put your eyes in a book there's my audiobook growing the game available on amazon both of those links will be in the show notes Next up, Skillshare.com. If you want to learn how to monetize something like Major League Wiffle Ball or just a podcast, go to Skillshare.com, learn these things, and you will be on your way shortly. Also, if you are deriving value with this podcast, uh, please consider donating to the show um, $1, $5, $50, $500. Anything helps me out uh to pay for hosting fees and everything of the sort and it all goes right back into the show whether that's for a new microphone other equipment or just the simple hosting fees and uh yeah just let me know and uh share the show with your friends and uh, rate this on itunes spotify wherever you get your podcast five stars if you think it's worth it and uh write me a little review just uh be sure to take a little time a new day to do so. So thank you once again. Okay, so um, they certainly have monetized this, and uh, now the issue with them, it appears, is that they have to rent out space. They certainly had to rent out space with the uh, Oklahoma series, so there is that. Um, also, there was uh, the issue of the rain, So I don't know what they do if it's raining outside because, you know, it does rain. And, uh, yeah. 
Um, I do think this would work indoors, and you can certainly put this on a football field easily. Like, you could actually just put it on uh, sort of towards the middle, but maybe not dead center uh, at the, um, the center horizontal line, maybe, of something. I wouldn't put it at the, like, like center field of the football field so to speak maybe you just put it on one different side but but yeah uh, you can certainly do this at a high school um you don't even need to do it like in a forest necessarily and and they probably do do it in a forest because it's like cheap and no one's there and it costs nothing to do and they're already spending money on cameras and equipment and editing software. Uh, so I think that's why. And uh, they're certainly a kick in butt for what it is of something that most people would not consider to be a professional sport. Um, there was um, a guy I knew in high school. He was uh, probably the best athlete I ever saw. He was huge. He was uh, like he um, like. Most of the guys uh, in my grade would only be able to do like 20 or 30 push-ups in a row. He could do uh, 50 and barely break a sweat. And he was just incredible. He, he probably could, and he probably actually could do like 100 or 200 in a row. And it's like, and now he's playing in arena football, some arena football league. Like I looked him up and he was, uh, he posted a story on Facebook and I'm like, that's the most impressive thing I've seen. Like, it, like, oh my God, son. Like, it, it really was uh, probably uh, the best, uh, like, I've seen. Now, I don't understand arena football necessarily. And uh, certainly with the XFL, it certainly uh, that was also another alternative to the NFL. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, speaking of alternatives, uh, you know... They can come down and uh, just crash at any moment. And, I mean, look what happened to MySpace. Uh, look what happened to E-Bomb's world as well. Um, you know, they were beaten out by Facebook and YouTube. And uh, for those of you that don't know what MySpace and E-Bomb's world were, uh, let me just go into that real quickly. So MySpace was the precursor to Facebook. It... Um, there wasn't friend requests. You could still find people. It was like a bad fusion of Twitter and Facebook. And there was, and you could still make connections off of there, but it was just primitive to what we have today. Um, E-Bombs World was something I was more familiar with growing up and it stayed there for a while, even during YouTube. So I think after 2007, uh, it just collapsed, and and once uh, you had uh, like Jenna Marbles uh, get in on that, like YouTubers like her, you know, it was like goodbye e-bombs world, and uh, there was no barriers to entry. Uh, publishing was going would be uh, just simple now, and. Uh, and anyone who was anyone could go viral. It was, um, that was something else. So um, if you think about it, you know, 
there is a large pie um, out there, and there's actually there are large pies out there. You can actually uh, bake it in a sense. Uh, so, you know, Top Dog always comes crashing down. MLB was once the uh, Top Dog, and then the NBA and the NFL came, and now um, everyone's ratings are dropping. So there is always going to be a need, like, room to fill that gap. And and that's why I love Fridays and love uh, seeing these guys upload and uh, just get uh, tons and tons of views. Whew. Just needed that breath there. Okay. So um, they actually did produce uh, a 30 for 30 documentary um, or like they made it in the style. So that's also something else you can consider. Um just something very uh, basic as well with that. And uh, and it's just um, always uh, just tremendous what they were doing. I mean, like, uh, some of their videos got over a million views, uh, even though it took it, them years to do it. And actually, um, like, they get, like, 200,000 views easily on their um, most recent videos. And... You know, that's unheard of. That's like almost um, like that's easily two thirds of their. So they're probably like getting 75% of their subscribers always coming back and just viewing them. And that's incredible. Like no one has that retention rate. Not even Mr. Beast has that retention rate to my knowledge. Or, okay, well, maybe Mr. Beast and these guys. So their subscribers are loyal. And I'm one of them as well. They're on Instagram. They got everything going for them. And they have their social media pages. I think if they got on to Odyssey, uh, they like they would just blow up and uh, more people would go to their site and also subscribe. Um, there probably is an email list as well. Um, and that's also one thing you should have when you uh, are creating content because our goal is to get these uh, new subscribers off of media that we don't control and onto media that we do control. Uh, that is also something we need to take into consideration. Um, yeah, so the history of this organization actually began back in 2011 or 2009 yeah it was 2009 and uh and they just started out playing wiffle ball in their backyard and they decided to monetize it and uh and something so simple such as that can change the world and and it will change the world um have you guys uh, seen the ratings for some of the uh, sports organizations like the NFL ratings, NBA ratings, MLB ratings? All of them are down for the most part. Like the average, like the Orioles are struggling to get 700,000 viewers uh, for not, I don't even think they're local market necessarily, but even if you consider their opposing market, like those games like just are not watchable and and most people are not going to, um, you know, turn on the TV every night as well. But, 
but still like shouldn't these uh games be getting like a million or two million views a night but they're not so uh there are still people who are hungry for sports and and you can provide that um new um wave and that new um organization i wouldn't be surprised if um someone uh made like national basketball association of horse or something and then you know you have like a three um game series um at once and uh whoever wins best two out of three in that scenario uh wins that game of horse i guess or whatever but and and you can certainly monetize that and just have all these trick shots i mean heck tiktok blew up um one of the reasons why it blew up was you know those amazing things happening and one of those was basketball you know like you know some guy would just do a trick shot bounce a ball off the wall and then uh, just run down to the other end and do like a slam dunk or something and then and then if someone had to repeat that like that's golden people this is these are golden ideas just write this down i swear like i don't know nothing about um starting a sports organization i love sports i lo- heck i did an audiobook on baseball i think that should tell you something and um that would also uh just uh work you know that also worked out i mean like like you know we because i produced it and i just believed in it even though i'm still waiting for you know someone to buy it off of acx um i'm sorry audible even um you know i'll find a way to win and you should find a way to win too um actually always um that's the thing you know you know big tech and uh giant organizations like the mlb nba and nfl um you know can be corrupted heck congress got involved back in like 2005 or like during the 2000s and uh they just went in there and you know tried to break up their antitrust and uh law and uh congress shouldn't have been involved in that as well and you know there there's still corruption within these organizations whether congress gets involved or not there was the um black Sox scandal back in 1919 and no relation to the arnold rothstein here uh but it still was you know, just bad. They threw uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson under the bus, technically. Um, I don't know if he actually was responsible for any of this, but uh, he was banned from baseball just because uh, he, you know, just hung, he was wrong place, wrong time, and he never did get a fair um, chance to really prove himself. And then the Reds won that World Series, technically. They technically won the World Series. So there is uh, that. Um, Okay, so speaking of which, uh, um, also the NFL had uh, the deflate gate with Tom Brady, um, which, yeah, and you would think, okay, maybe 
you know, all that stuff as well. There was an NBA ref who actually bet against the uh, the teams that uh, he was um, not in favor of, so to speak, and uh, he lost his job and he was ruined forever. The thing with the MLW or any decentralized uh, sports organization or, or anything that's decentralized is that it's less likely to be corrupted. You're less because you know everyone knows everyone and you're expected to act a certain way within a within your community. And and another thing is is that you know we have uh, so much um, left. Uh, you know, to give to the world and, and we can build that community, um, whatever it may be. So, um, that's what they have. And that's what, uh, you should build for yourself, whether you monetize it or not, it's more important to have the community so that you can, um, find those connections and ultimately increase your wealth, power, and influence. So that will do it for today. Uh, Until the next episode, uh, stay safe, stay great. I'll talk to you then.